Before we get into the show, I wanted to go over our sponsors for this episode. Uh, This episode has been sponsored by Bitcoin 2022. Uh, The Bitcoin 2022 conference will be April 6th to the 9th in Miami, Florida at the Miami Beach Convention Center. And this is the largest Bitcoin event that you will see in history. Um, It had a sold out crowd last year in 2021. Uh, This year is going to be even better with speakers from Jeff Booth to Kathy Wood to Jack Milers uh, to even Greg Foss who has came on this show and it's, it's a four-day event so you're going to have uh, the main stage the main conferences days you also have industry day as well as a sound money festival um, and with my affiliate link which I'll put in the show notes you'll be able to get 10% off on any of the listed packages on the website and that definitely can help uh prices are going up fast so don't hesitate definitely get your tickets for the bitcoin 2022 conference and looking forward to seeing you there what's going on everyone thank you for tuning into another episode of insightful principles um if you're listening and watching to this episode uh please do me a favor and like subscribe and share um it's greatly appreciated and if you're listening on the podcast Uh, definitely rate leave a review and continue to keep sharing this with your family and friends now within this content what I'm going to discuss is the different types of stable coins and I'm also going to go into uh, some of the talks of regulations with stable coins so stable coins um, has been a very prevalent topic uh, within these last few years um, due to the flexibility of having a stable currency um, in comparison to investing in cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, it can be volatile. So um, a lot of people tend to want to utilize stable coins for more uh, just liquidity and also more stability within the market. And then also stable coins have a lot of benefits with uh, being able to send money uh, internationally. And I'm going to discuss that all throughout this episode as far as the, the use cases for stable coins and also going through the different categories because you have stable coins that are backed by the US dollar, but you also have some that are backed by cryptocurrency. So I'm going to go into all of those details uh, throughout this episode and definitely stay tuned. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. So I mentioned in the previous episodes that I've had in the past that the importance of DeFi, decentralized finance, and how you have opportunities where um, you're able to participate in blockchain applications uh, where you're able to use NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens. Um, You're able to get involved with being able to uh, utilize loans um, and having that backed by your cryptocurrency. But in this episode, I want to talk about more into details what a stablecoin is and the different categories of stablecoins because that plays such a big role within the DeFi space. Um, I wanted to take some time to do an episode to really educate you with stablecoins. So the first category when it comes to stablecoins is um, you have collateralized fiat stablecoins that are pegged by the U.S. dollar. Essentially, all that means is um, you have a tokenized uh, U.S. dollar that's pegged um, is pegged one-to-one 
uh, with a cryptocurrency, a digital uh, cryptocurrency. So um, USDC is one of the most recognizable uh, collateralized uh, dollar-backed uh, stable coins that you will have there in the market. And it's essentially a digital currency that's fully backed by US dollars and or dollar denominated assets like US Treasury securities. Now the USDC reserve assets, um, they're regulated by US financial institutions and USDC is actually managed by a company called uh, Century and they are an association uh, that was co-founded by Coinbase, which is a, one of the most well-known crypto exchanges, and also Circle, which is a financial technology company. So USDC is one of the, uh, the most well-known and the top dollar-backed stable coins that you'll hear about. A lot of major institutions are, are actually um, using stable coins on their balance sheets. Um, as a reserve, as a reserve asset. So essentially, um, like I mentioned, you know, USDC is just a stable coin that's backed by the U.S. dollar, and it's a tokenized U.S. dollar that's pegged one to one with the value of the U.S. dollar. Now, some of the pros of USDC is, of course, um, the low volatility. Um, with the way I'm explaining stable coins, this is not talking about staking or lending, um, those tend to have more risk because you're actually earning interest on your stable coin. Um, and I'll do further videos explaining that, but with this episode, I just wanted to explain uh, exactly what a stable coin is. So you have low price volatility because it's stable, it's not being invested, it's just used, really used as a savings account. And it can be used as a hedge against inflation and is fully backed by U.S. regulated reserve assets. So some of the cons is there's no price appreciation, like I mentioned. Um, it's not actually being invested into something. Um, it's, it's not invested in the market, nor um, is it uh, any applications of DeFi, such as staking or lending. Um, and then the mix of the reserve assets are not fully disclosed. Um, from what I read online, it did say that it is uh, the reserve assets of U.S. Treasuries, um, but it's not really certain what the, all of the reserve assets are. So that's one thing to keep in mind, and it's not immune to price inflation when it comes to the U.S. dollar. So you have to also keep that in mind. Uh, some of the most known use cases for USDC is that it can be used as a hedge against volatility. So investors, they have the opportunity to reduce their, uh, their uh, volatility in their portfolio, especially if a majority of it is in cryptocurrencies where that's actually directly fluctuating a lot. Um, adding some stable coins could provide some more of that stability. And remittances, remittances is another major one, uh, which is a key use case for sending money internationally across the borders. Um, recipients can actually store uh, USDC without having to utilize a bank account. So that definitely is uh, a very big benefit for uh, you know individuals um, in international countries that don't really want to use a bank account or um, it's a solution for the unbanked, people out there that don't already have a bank account. Um, it's also a hedge against inflation. Um, in countries where the currency is completely devalued, um, I talked about before with Turkey with their lira currency, 
um, it's completely devalued due to government regulations and also if you're a podcast enthusiast like I am you probably thought about making a podcast on your own creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own that's where Buzzsprout comes in their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch promote and track a professional podcast it's in fact so good that they have helped over a hundred thousand people launch their own podcast buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory such as apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording you also get a great looking podcast website detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast and tools to promote your episodes as well Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Just, um just policies that have tremendously uh, just uh, made their money worthless. Um, you also have, like I mentioned, with Venezuela, uh, with them experiencing a lot of hyperinflation, um, a stable coin such as USDC can provide a solution. Um, and it certainly can help when it comes to being able to have um, a store of value, being able to have your value of your money uh, maintained and not devalued. Um, and then lastly, you have interconnected blockchains um, that are other use cases for USDC. So all a blockchain is, is it's a distributed ledger of information that records transactions on the, net, on the network. So Ethereum, Solana, and Tron, um, there are all supported blockchains that utilize uh, USDC. And it can be used to integrate payment systems and applications on these blockchains. Now, the final category that I wanted to talk about is collateralized crypto. Um, you have stable coins that are backed by an actual cryptocurrency, such as the DAO, um, and that is D-A-I, um, is the symbol. Um, and, and DAO is a uh, decentralized stable coin, um, and they're actually created by the maker DAO. And the DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization um, and the difference really between USDC and the DAO is that the USDC is more, you have centralized authority, is, is backed by fiat currency, which is the dollar. Um, whereas with the DAI, um, it's a decentralized stable coin. And the uh, maker DAO, they're actually the ones that actually back uh, this stable coin. So it, it is decentralized. Um, in one aspect and then centralized with where you have C, uh, USDC. So those are the main differences between the two. Um, and then a lot of, of the research has also shown that with a die, um, it has less censorship and control um, in comparison to dollar-based stablecoins because it is decentralized and it's not really a decentralized authority controlling um, the amount of uh, circulating supply um, when it comes to the stable coin. Um, but you also have to keep in mind that with the um, 
with the dye, uh, with the Maker Dial, the company that actually created it, um, they are actually the ones that are backing it. So you have to keep aware that there are risks with both of these different stable coins and you have to really just do um, what's best for your situation. And also another risk that you have to really look at is regulatory risk when it comes to stable coins. Um, many are hopeful that here uh, throughout 2022 uh, that we can be able to hear more progressive steps towards clear guidelines uh, with the use of stable coins. Um, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, he actually discussed in December of 2021 that stable coins can certainly be useful, efficient, and a consumer serving part of the financial system if they're properly regulated. Uh, there also was a report from the Treasury Secretary of the United States calling on Congress to pass guidelines that will make stablecoin issuers subject to the requirements similar to banks and financial institutions by verifying that they hold enough reserves to meet the demands of customers withdrawing the cryptocurrency investment easily and requiring them to have U.S federal deposit insurance on deposits. So before we get back to the show, I wanna tell you all about an awesome product that I'm using, uh, Ledger. They are the largest crypto hardware wallet in the world. Um, they're trusted by over 2 million users worldwide. And the reason why you want to look into a hardware wallet is because you wanna own your private keys. If you do not control your own private keys, you do not own your Bitcoin. A public key is when it's on a major exchange. A private key is when it's stored offline and it's on a hardware wallet. Another reason why you want to look into a hard wallet is exchanges have had a history of being hacked. Um, not all, but some. And hardware wallets, they protect against you losing your funds. And the whole system of why Bitcoin was created was for decentralization, for security, where you can be your own bank and where you can be able to move money at ease between other people um, or whether you're moving money off of exchange to your crypto hardware wallet it gives you the ultimate control as an investor and you want to utilize those those benefits of being a part of this system of decentralization so if you go into the show notes and go to my affiliate link um, you'll be able to look at all of the different products that Ledger offers. Um, like I said, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed um, my process of utilizing uh, the hardware wallet, and it's the best way to be able to safely secure your crypto. And some of the advantages with DAI is it is a stable value similar to USDC, um, and it provides an alternative to a stable currency and financial inclusion for citizens living in countries where they have authoritative governments. Now, uh, decentralized freedom is probably one of the best use cases when it comes to using a decentralized stablecoin such as a DAI. Um, it's more transparent and permissionless, and also it ensures users that there will be unrestricted access when it comes to their wealth. Um, you have some governments such as Zimbabwe, that have been known to impose limitations on citizens' access to their currency by placing daily and monthly withdrawal caps with their bank accounts. That's insane. I mean, could you imagine here in America if 
the President Biden came out and said that we're going to put a cap on how much money you can take out of your bank account. But it's also important to pay attention and it's, it's smart to pay attention because a lot of these things happening in international countries can happen right here in places where we live. And, you know, you can never count out uh, the type of control that the government wants to have on the public. I mean, when you think about uh, CBDCs, uh, central bank digital currencies, um, it has these same type of elements where they want to be able to control um, when and how people can use their money. Now, back in 2019, Zimbabwe actually imposed weekly withdrawal amounts, um, limits as low as uh, 20 Zimbabwe dollars. And more recently, we have um, not too far from here in America and Canada um, in 2022, uh, the Canadian government evoked emergency powers to freeze bank accounts of some of the protesters. Now, for those of you that may not know what transpired or what led to this in Canada, um, just to give you a synopsis of the situation, um, in Canada, there were drivers that were protesting against uh, not taking the jab. And pretty much the government said that you know, hey, you know, you got to work in order for you to cross the borders to make deliveries in your trucks. You have to have the jab. And a lot of the pro a lot of the drivers really spoke up and they protested and they said, I'm not doing this. You know, I don't feel it's fair that I have to do something and have to um, give up my beliefs and my values uh, to to be able to take something that I don't feel is the best for my health. Um, so I really felt that that was very strange that. Uh, they were trying to force them to take that in order for them to cross the borders to make deliveries when they're going to mostly be in their truck the entire time. So you had people that were coming out and supporting uh, these truck drivers and the protesters and helping them be able to financially take care of themselves because they were on strike. And pretty much the government came out and they put the freeze on their bank account. So I really think that, you know, a lot of these things happening uh, internationally, everything going on with Russia and Ukraine, um, with all of these different uh, global elements, um, we have to pay attention and we have to always keep our eyes open beyond here in America because the world is such a big place. And I think that, as I mentioned, with Zimbabwe, with Venezuela, uh, with Turkey, with Canada, stable coins provide options where um, citizens can have some stability when it comes to their, their currency. Um, they can have a hedge against inflation, um, a hedge against volatility, and also it can be used as a, a payment system to be able to send money across the world. So that pretty much wraps it up for this video. Um, if you can like, subscribe, and share, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. And definitely continue to keep sharing this with your family and friends. And thank you for watching this video and listening on the podcast outlets and take care.